Welcome to episode 25 of Warrior's Dispatch. This is your source for insights into the world of private security contractors. And I'm very happy I made it to episode 25, and I want to thank anyone out there who's been listening. In this episode, I'm going to spotlight the serious issue of managing immense stress while undertaking demanding operations abroad. Now, I've discussed mental stress and mental health here and there in the past, but this episode is going to focus entirely on that topic. The mental toll of extended missions in hazardous regions has kind of been ignored for too long. So today I'm going to get real about the psychological pressures that contractors face and why safeguarding your mental health and the mental health of the people in your team can save lives in the field. From combat trauma to emotional isolation and substance abuse risks, I'm going to examine the obstacles and provide expert tips for building resilience, finding balance, and ensuring that contractors receive adequate support. Because the mind deserves tending as much as the body. Repeated exposure to violence, loss, and suffering in high-threat environments takes an extreme toll on the minds of contractors, and the trauma manifests in various ways. Some contractors become numb. They become disconnected from emotions after seeing intense carnage. Others are plagued by intrusive images, nightmares, or overwhelming grief, and or survivor's guilt over losing their colleagues. Many report feeling isolated because most people can't relate to their wartime experiences. Anger, insomnia, hypervigilance, doubts about their impact, these things can all emerge. And the accumulation of traumatic events under prolonged duress can chip away at contractors' spirits and their worldview over multiple deployments. And yet, our culture still kind of dictates minimizing your reactions rather than addressing them. And without some kind of intervention, uh, the injuries of contractors can fester the mental injuries and this can undermine their personal lives and their operational effectiveness and stigma keeps many of them from seeking help as their symptoms compound confronting the shared cost of trauma through dialogue and support can bring hope for healing but one needs to be willing to seek out that support Another issue is isolation and detachment. The extended periods away from family can exact a toll on contractors' emotional well-being. Separations can strain intimacy levels and relationships with spouses can suffer due to the distance involved. Contractors often miss critical moments in their children's lives, and that can lead to regrets. Trust also can erode as life happens back home without anchors present to provide stability. Loneliness can set in on foreign bases between missions. Comrades come and go constantly, which can disrupt continuity. Upon returning, their, you know, their teenagers may have become adults. Or divorce papers may be waiting for them. 
The disconnect from social networks and civilian normalcy can intensify over repeat tours. So contractors struggle to relate to their peers as their perspectives diverge. And this isolation delays addressing the mounting PTSD until the crisis crescendos. Bottling up their experiences that they consider too dark or too foreign to discuss enables a decline in mental health. It takes trust and support to unpack these traumatic memories that they have. After extended tours requiring constant vigilance and adrenaline that comes from survival mode, the transition back into a calm home life often disorients contractors. The mundane and safe existence feels unreal or unsatisfying after living on the edge. The high adrenaline hook can make post-war life seem dull, and that can potentially drive risky behaviors without healthy outlets. Uh, some contractors try replacing their combat highs through reckless home front behaviors like illegal racing, bar fights, illicit drug use, and issues with anger or alcohol abuse can manifest. Their aggressive approach to daily frustrations can cause problems. The emotional isolation and stigma around asking for help also worries experts. Like I mentioned, contractors can struggle with relating to their civilian peers, and romantic relationships can crumble after being apart for so long. So their trauma remains suppressed without support. Getting contractors to recognize transitional phases as the readjustment process rather than personal failure is crucial for availing reintegration resources. They need to realize that they need time to allow for reconciling their intense experiences constructively. So leaders need to champion openness around mental health through trust and role modeling. While initiatives exist to offer contractors confidential psychological support, uh, this, uh, it, we, need, we need a way for hardened veterans to access these resources without stigma. And that's going to require leadership that drives culture change surrounding mental health transparency. Companies that encourage open peer discussions and companies that embed access to counseling establish environments where getting help seems reasonable rather than weak. We need to normalize these struggles so they feel like speaking up is a safe thing to do. Similarly, firms that invest in empirical resilience metrics allow them to identify at-risk teams earlier. Proactively addressing these challenges beats reactionary crisis management when breakdowns occur. Thoughtful scheduling also considers work-life balance, rotating roles, floaters, uh, enabling leaves, providing breaks that can prevent the burnout that compounding PTSD can trigger. 
with PMC executives championing compassion around pain points, instead of expecting nonstop machismo endurance, the industry can better tend to contractors risking their minds and their bodies abroad. It really starts from the top. There are tools for PMCs to take control over their stress levels when their environment becomes chaotic and traumatic. And operators need to employ proven techniques like controlled breathing to regulate their stress reactions. There are square breathing exercises uh, that allow operators to lower their racing heart rates by directing their full attention to slow, measured inhales and exhales. There are also wearable biofeedback sensors that track fight or flight indicators like perspiration and temperature. Um, they can train optimal arousal reduction capabilities over time through app guidance. There are float pods that remove external stimuli completely, and this can also create isolation that's useful for deep meditation practice. Of course, there are martial arts disciplines like Tai Chi that can help them hone emotional control mastery alongside physical poise. And that can help them counter their turmoil uh, by becoming anchored within simple movements. They can also seek nature environments that are filled with beauty and awe. And this can help blunt intrusive, anxious thoughts that disrupt their peace. And recent research shows that controlled psychedelic experiences might help address entrenched post-traumatic stress when first-line treatments hit limitations. Equipping contractors with portable, empirically-backed techniques provides ownership over their mental equilibrium, despite the uncontrollable threats abroad and the uncertainty at home. Self-discipline really drives resilience. Serving as a private military contractor exacts immense mental wear and tear, but with courageous commitment to emotional wellness, the hidden wounds need not overshadow acts of valor. This is Scott Salzman, signing off for now.